0: And I think I've just completely completely forgot my point. Um,
1: I've just forgot <laughs> you did point. this the first time. I like know. You, start, you started making this exact point and then forgot it again. Oh my god, what's my point? And <laughs> give you a minute to think okay, about it. What's my point? I'll just edit this bit out.
0: I think the point. Yeah, the point I was making is that there's one decisive event that has ultimately led to his decision to do this. What? Um, oh my god, I've got it again. Oh my god, Jamie. <laughs> I <laughs> can't.
1: and welcome back, finally, to the Vampire Book Club, the podcast where we say we're going to record in two weeks and then leave it for three months with no explanation. I'm Charlie. I'm Jamie. And we're finally back, people.
0: Woo! Woo I can't remember what we promised uh, we were going to do this episode, but it definitely, probably... Isn't what you're getting. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we did say we do the Castle with Montiardo and oh, we did. What, yeah, we did. Oh, okay. We did. That's and that's why we're doing it today, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jamie. I was doubting us. We've kept one promise, even if we're so so late. Yeah, we were busy. Life comes at you hard. Life life came at us hard. You were on holiday. Then I was ill. Then we had a presentation. Then we had like a million essays. Then we both went on holiday and like we've basically only just got back. So that's what we've been up to. Soz. Uh, (laughs) Hope you are all so well. Um, Today, as we have said, we are talking about The Casco Amontillado by Edgar Allan Poe. Yay! Yay! I like Poe. Do you like Poe? I do like Poe, Jamie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, I, I haven't read... Do you know what? I haven't actually read a lot of Poe. Mm. I've only... I've read... I really like his poetry. I've read his poetry, but I haven't read many of the short stories. The only short story, apart from this one, that I read was uh, The Telltale Heart. Mm-hmm which i think i i have worse memories of it because i studied it at school
0: right so <laughs> you should read uh you should read the mask of the red death that's my one of my favorite I do stories want to ever read more it's po. very good
1: i do want to read more poe i really like his poetry as the thing i remember i, I first came to poe did you ever watch holes
0: holes are you saying hulls or holes, holes i would have not watched holes it's such a good film jamie i can't believe is you've that seen it the, the movie based on the book
1: By, um... It's got Shia LaBeouf in it. um, Like, a really young Shia LaBeouf. um, No. Oh, my God, it's such... Okay, it's such a good book, but there's a part, like, where there's a flashback and, like, this teacher in, like, this old western schoolhouse is like reading to these children she's oh reading- no I,
0: I do know what you're talking about yeah i do, I'm just, I'm just not who the author is
1: and she's reading annabelle lee right and then joe comes in and he's like i can fix that and oh you yes <laughs> no I know, holes. Yeah. I know holes yeah i
0: definitely know holes <laughs>
1: yeah that's when i first came that was when i was first introduced to Edgar grand Poe oh. from the poem annabelle lee still one of my favorite poems and then also read The Raven and... I read The Raven. That was my Raven? introduction good.
0: to Crow as well. Yeah, Raven's a classic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> did sound very enthused then, yeah. but yeah.
0: <laughs> like- I just like The Mask of the Red Death so good. Uh, so good. So so, good. <laughs> so so much. So my brain is so vaguely scrambled from this... From these recent assessments. Which
1: <laughs> is... My so brain is still... Yeah. <laughs> They did you hard, man. They
0: did. <laughs> they did they just, really, yeah, they, did. That was rough.
1: Anyways, Cask of
0: Montiardo. Cask
1: of Montiardo. Barrel of yes. wine. I hadn't or read this it? before. Yeah, neither have Coming I. to this, so I was quite excited. It is about a man named... What the fuck's his name? Montresor. Montresor? That's how I've been saying it. Well, I've been I saying it this. Montresor. Montresor.
0: I don't think either of them... <laughs> probably, uh, how you probably say, the yeah. original
1: italian <laughs> yeah exactly but
0: i think that montressor sounds very like saurian to me it's very like what you'd name a dinosaur you know like yeah, i yeah, just i don't I, that's why i've been sort of like placing stress on Montressa.
1: okay we'll go with Montressa. Okay. we'll go with Montressa for the podcast right, okay. um lest people mistake it for the dinosaur if you can phonetically <laughs> spell
0: out uh montressor's name uh in an email and send it to us, or a voice note, or a voice send note. Send us a
1: voice note, why not?
0: <laughs> or just just that, just, just the phonetic a, spelling the no, name, no context. No context. <laughs> <laughs>
1: also... Just like in the email title, and then just like a blank email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Montressor, who decide who tells the reader that how he killed his friend Fortunato, and basically the way he did it was to. Lure him down into the basement of his house during carnival with the promise of tasting this refined wine, this cask of amontillado, and ends up bricking him up in his catacombs. Mm
0: -hmm. His ancestral catacombs, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like got like, he describes it as like the catacombs in Paris, Mm -hmm. which makes me think that. Medgarado Poe only knew the catacombs in Paris. Yeah. But, like... Mm. But, but yeah, it's meant to have, like, just, like, the the skulls of all his dead relatives and shit in it. It's a pretty spooky place. Yeah. They're not, like, put away in their caskets.
0: I don't know the difference between caskets and coffins and all the rest of it, so, again, if anyone knows that, please correct me. But they're not put... In their resting place, very well are they? They just seem to be sort of like
1: yeah, they're scattered hanging about, about. yeah, <laughs> scattered about. He, in fact, With a he... load of bricks and mortar. He uses, <laughs> he, uses uh, he uses
0: the he uses the skeletal remains of these ancestors to sort of like hide his yeah his bricks and mortar, <laughs>
1: which is. But it also just makes me think. Like I was, I was actually wondering this. Like, how many dead relatives has he got? Because like, yeah. there's a lot of skeletons in the catacombs. Yeah. of Paris, like it's skull upon skull upon skull. Like, <laughs> how many people
0: has he done this to? Yeah, to be fair, yeah.
1: that's, that's actually a good question. Yeah, he hasn't done this before.
0: Yeah, like it was very well planned out. <laughs> yeah, it was extremely well
1: planned out. It was ex- well, yeah. We can consider that.
0: We'll at
1: consider it later. It, later it. consider it later. It we'll consider it later. You're <laughs> Been uh... through the ringer, yeah. honestly, listeners. That the end of that last term i have never been under so much stress in my entire life <laughs> yeah. but we both did really well so it's fine yeah it's fine in the end anyway onto the casco montillado let's start with just a brief kind of feeling about these characters and kind of like what they both spoke to you about about yeah yeah
0: montressor what- Is that how we agreed to say it? It is. (laughs) Interesting. I like him. I think he's a psychopath or I think that like there's, you know, something wrong with him in a pretty massive way as uh, one (laughs) would expect uh, one who makes the decision to literally not bury someone alive. bricking yeah. yeah. Br- in bri- I was about to say brick someone in alive. There entomb is a is the word, word for
1: alive entombment, but I can't remember what it is. So we won't use it. <laughs> that's a fun fact. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a fun there fact. A word out I there. think that
0: his, I don't know, the way he kind of tries to explain away in these extremely vague terms, like why he almost has to do this, why he like, you know, he describes it himself like,
1: um, a thousand injuries a thousand of in, yeah.
0: Fortunato I had borne
1: as best I could. But when he <laughs> ventured upon insult, I avowed revenge. Like, like That's as much an explanation that we ever get of what Fortunato did to him. Yeah. That's, that's it. And everything
0: else is sort of like, you know, woven into the subtext. Or well, things that you can attempt to read, I suppose, woven into the subtext. I think now is also probably a good time to mention... Before we probably get into this reading, he's telling this. This happened. This has happened. Montresor has done this fifty years ago. So he, we're being told this tale as sort of like a participant within the narrative after it's happened fifty years ago. I'm also like, how old is Montresor? (laughs)
1: Like, how is this like a deathbed (laughs) Uh, uh, confession? confession? That's a good point. Actually, Mm -hmm. we never find out where he's telling it to us. Mm -hmm. It's it's all very it's all very vague. But yeah, like there's a lot of sort of irony in the way sort of Montressor speaks and like a lot of yeah like you said like he's kind of like trying to be like he's trying so hard to kind of say that like, ah, oh, like I had to do this
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like it's he's trying so hard but like also being so vague that it's kind of like did you actually have a reason yeah which is why like there there is a theory that he could just be like insane mm-hmm. um because yeah, like a thousand injuries, like like what what injuries, and also like a thousand really, and also like what insult is the is the one that m- it means that you need to kill him, you know? Mm. Like what did he do? I must not only punish,
0: but punish with impunity. Yeah, and impunity come, you know, Montressor is is quite obsessed with impunity or freedom freedom of punishment, sort of someone. I believe I'm defining this correctly. Someone sort of escaping punishment.
1: Yes. That's
0: correct, right? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Exemption
0: from punishment or freedom from the injurious consequences of an action. So he wants to make sure that this whatever Fortunato has done this final insult I feel like he's he's getting I think that he's getting at something Final as well this the thousand uh, injuries i've borne when he ventured upon insult fortunato has done something in the mind of montressa there is a last straw there yeah. is a camel's, the, the camel's back has been broken
1: yeah and it's, like you say like it, it's interesting that he like stipulates that i want to do this and not be punished for it because he decides to brick him up Mm-hmm. <laughs> in his own home, yeah, <laughs> like, like it's like if anyone just goes down to his basement, like, well, no, like, I am on Dreser's body. I mean, obviously it's bricked up, but you know, it's like it's it would be very clear, like, what had happened, you
0: know. But, but apart from it's been fifty years, and and it had it's it, not it's, well
1: quite, yeah. No one, no one's unbricked it, but it just it just feels like if you really wanted to do this with impunity. Like, because because there's a carnival going on at the, at the time, which is why he's able to lure Fortunato down to his basement because, like Fortunato's quite drunk. Mm. Um, like, you could have just stabbed him in the middle of, like, you know, all of these people, and no one would know what had happened. Do yeah, you know what I mean, like, Like, people are dressed up, like, put a fucking mask on. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I think, I believe he's wearing some form of, like, black silk as well when he goes down there.
1: Yeah, and yet he chooses to, he chooses to take him somewhere where there's clearly a link to him.
0: What do you get from the line? I think we're actually going to get into this. But I'm just, I'm just interested, the older, the, it is equally unredressed when the Avenger fails to make himself felt as such to him who has done the wrong.
1: Yeah, again, again, it's one of those things where he kind of, like, because this, this whole, like, we're, we're getting all of this, like, from the very first paragraph, mm-hmm. and, like, we go into the story with the, with this very clear stipulation that he, like, he wants to punish Fortunato, he's done something terrible, we don't know what, but he's done something so terrible that he needs to be punished, he wants to get away with it, and he also needs Fortunato to know a that he is being punished and that and sort of why he's doing it as well. I think, and yeah. yet we get to the end of the story and and he just is just mocking him. So like Fortunato obviously knows that he's he's like gonna kill him, but also doesn't because like right at the very end, like when he he's like oh I like before I put the last brick in or whatever, like Fortunato kind of still like sort of believes that it's a joke. Mm-hmm. So you know it's kind of like you know, you're know you not again you've not really like lived up to this kind of like big manifesto of like what you intended to do
0: i do think the uh, a wrong is unredressed when retribution overtakes its redresser as well is there's this really bizarre sort of sense of detachment but like what so what a wrong is unredressed or sort of like not corrected a wrong is not corrected when retribution overtakes its redresser like that's why i think as well there's this almost sort of like divine punishment there's this like there's this it's almost kind of natural for this to happen to fortunato it's 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 war it's not just simply warranted it's what has to happen there's this almost sense of like balance about it yeah you know what i mean there's like, certainly
1: a sense like within his own mind that, yeah like he has to kill him yeah for this insult mm-hmm. and it kind of feels like uh do you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, do you, have to- <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, because we never really get an explanation you know Like we're none the wiser. Like maybe he did, probably didn't. (laughs) But yeah. So that's the mystery that is Montressor. Let's think about Fortunato now. Fortunato again is like someone. Do you feel sorry for him? Ah. I guess I, I do feel sorry for him, but, but only because like I think that I'd feel sorry for anyone who was like yeah. alive in the, like in a clown outfit, yeah, in a fucking clown outfit. Like that's just that's just a sad, like that's a sad thing to happen to that anyone. Like, like, like so, yeah, I do feel sorry for him. I think that you know, because because obviously we're seeing it through the the eyes of Montressor, who I, obviously is going to quite to quite extreme lengths to kind of like. Prove that he's an idiot I also think as well
0: well I think there's like two sides to it where you know you're kind of like what could this pump like bumbling drunk fool have done that was so egregious? yeah literally he's such an idiot like... but then we do get sort of like the Freemason comment which we're gonna talk about later or the you know comment about Masonry where he's like
1: he, like, makes an part action the and then he's secret... like, oh, you don't understand what this means? So you're yeah. not a Freemason? ha, ha, ha.
0: Yeah, you're not part of the, the secret fraternal society of the Freemasons and and all the rest <laughs> of it. So I think, you know, there, there is obviously...
1: He's obviously, like, very arrogant. Yeah. But it doesn't feel anything other than kind of just, like, petty. But also,
0: like, I think as well, because Mon- like Montressa doesn't go out of his way. He's sort of, like, not speaking... He doesn't feel like he has to sort of explain why he did it almost in a way. He doesn't mm. feel like he needs to... It just had to happen. The details of the murder are more sort of like, not just important, but enjoyable to Montressa as opposed to the reason for why he did it because that's a given, you know? Like Yeah, it's
1: kind of like, it's sort of like his own kind of genius mm. in a way of like, oh, I, fool- I fooled him because throughout the throughout the kind of like, you know the sense that we get of Fortunato is that obviously, like he's he's described by Montressor as sort of like this kind of he's he's supposed to be a fool, like he's literally he's dressed as a clown. The man wore motley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he he's like wearing like a jester's outfit. And b- because of the carnival and he's really drunk at the time. And I think there's one point where like Mon- Montressor is kind of like, Oh, like he had a weakness and I like exploited this weakness and yeah. his weakness was for alcohol or whatever. Um, which is interesting because he then goes on to say like, I also drink a shit ton. Yeah. Like, he does. Like, so, um, and we'll get onto my personal theory about why, why that is mm-hmm. later. But we're obviously meant to think of of fortunato as this kind of like a sort of lucky fool you know Mm -hmm. his name is fortunato he's meant to be quite fortunate we understand that he's you know got wealth and status he's obviously a member of the freemasons which seems to in the minds of both characters be something aspirational Mm -hmm. in a way um and so you know like a lot of like theories about why he did it is just that like he's just sort of envious of of Fortunato for being because he he like there's a sense that he feels that he's also better than Fortunato as well yeah. because he isn't fortunate like he's sort of like the ultimate mm-hmm. kind of like like Kurt Cobain character like his pain makes him great you yeah. know yeah. like yeah. like oh I haven't had it he so does go easily. on that yeah that long sort of like not so much, I
0: wouldn't so call it a, like a rant but he's just kind of like oh. I was happy once as well. <laughs> Yeah. But like, but it's also interesting as well, because like, like we spoke, like we just spoke about the fact that like, there seems to have been, I think in the way that you described it, one decisive event, one injury, sort of like one thing that has led to this decision. There's this, oh my God, I need to brick this guy up. <laughs> yeah. This guy has to be bricked up. Think, to think about whether, like, this thing that Fortunato has done has stolen his happiness or he's kind of, like, where this, like, lack of zest for life comes from. So I don't know whether, because we get, the whole point is, like, you know, of this of this tale especially is that we're sort of, like, dancing around the point and Poe knows that and Montressor knows that as well, that, like like the burning question is why did you do this mm. why did you do this why so like each detail we sort of get in the narrative is like oh i'm very unhappy unlike you though unlike you and it almost feels like in certain like in in a, in in a certain sense that there should have been more of a conversation there like i don't know whether like Like because we don't know what has happened between them
1: Mm. like
0: he doesn't really question that either does fortunato so it's like where is this unhappiness coming from i think is
1: which leads us on to our first point second point uh which is sort of the concept of vengeance and justice and like does the punishment fit the crime well the crime is well the crime is that he's 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 in entombed obviously mm-hmm. but like that's obviously like like i said like it's it's say like i say i didn't say it while <laughs> we were recording i said this before to you but um <laughs> like it's like is that he's almost yeah like so he doesn't like choose to stab him he doesn't choose to i don't know kill him in a way where like he a watches him die knows that he's dead mm-hmm. like there's not like the like he kills him like he just bricks him up and, like, lets him starve, essentially. So it's, like, there's no confirmation that he's dead because, like, he never opens the tomb to check. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Schrodinger's cat, in a way, although we know he's dead because it's, like, 50 years later. He must have died. But, but you know, like, he doesn't... He's never, like... He's, he's not got visual confirmation or anything like this. Mm. And it's kind of, like, a very sort of, um like, hands-off way of killing someone. Like, he's sort of just letting nature, you know take its course and yeah. letting him starve or
0: rather not just nature i suppose like i think also like very popular readings um, talk about freemasonry and catholicism and venice be- this being set in venice is a catholic city so i also think it's very interesting that previous point that you made where you, they definitely have aspirations of like of slash towards whatever the freemasonry because fortunato is definitely a part of the freemasons mm-hmm. as we know Montressor I think that his reaction is sort of more difficult to glean and I also think especially as he's kind of like you know this is coming from like this is being a rated to us this tale is also quite purposeful but I have a quote here James E. Rocks argues that Montressor regards Fortunato as a political and a religious enemy and is thus motivated by a hatred of the Freemasonry, and then the insult—this ultimate insult that he's committed—is probably more likely against the Catholic faith than himself. I don't know whether I necessarily agree with that. I, like, don't, I don't know if I, I necessarily agree with the the um, idea that he's insulted the Catholic faith because I don't like—I don't necessarily know whether the text invites us to see Montresor as a deeply religious character aside from the fact that he lives in Venice and hasn't. And clearly doesn't know anything about the Freemasonry. I guess we can suppose that he's probably. Catholic there are a lot of like.
1: There are a lot of like. Uh, kind of like biblical allusions. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. His crest is sort of like vaguely biblical. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. But like also like. Yeah, like the concept of like justice and sort of vengeance. You know, it's. And his sort of like. What you were talking about, like the the belief that he just has to die is mm-hmm. that is like, it's almost like divinely like ordained. That yeah. he mu- like he, like there is, there is no coming back from this. There's no redemption. Mm-hmm. Like he, he has to be smited. He <laughs> so I would
0: think it was fair to say he's operating probably from like, perhaps some form of like a Catholic understanding. I don't think that the insult was against Catholicism. I think it was probably directly against. Yeah. Montressor. I think also
1: like, there's, like, you know, that conversation between them about Freemasonry is sort of very much, like, I get the sense that, like, Montressor is kind of embarrassed that he's not a Freemason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, this is again, like, this is kind of uh, related to the question of sort of, like, what is the nature of the offence, but, like, what happens in the scene is basically that, like, that... Uh, Fortunato does does some some kind of like movement, and he's like, ah, oh, did I confuse you with that? Oh, it's because you're not a Freemason. You can't be a Freemason because that's what we all do together as mm-hmm. Freemasons. And Montresor's like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm totally a Freemason. Like I totally my got travel. what you just did, like totally. And then. Like breaks out a trowel and Fortunato's is like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah like, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, literally. But it just seems like someone who's like trying to be like, like he kind of wants to be seen. It's the one time that he's a-
0: shaken as well. Like the yeah. one time, not that he's necessarily surprised. Well, I don't know. I think it's the one time that he's actually shaken because you know, is going down and being like. He's, he seems almost to have a script. Like he's like, be careful of the uh the Nitra, the nitra on the walls, like you are coughing so much. <laughs> like <laughs> But this 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 movement, this uh, gesture that Fortunato does with an empty bottle um, of wine that he finishes, uh, he does a movement, a grotesque one, and Montresor looks at him in surprise. So I do think that. Yeah. This is surprising. This is off script for him.
1: Yeah, he's like... I'll I'll, re- I'll, re- I'll quickly read the scene out. His eyes flashed with a fierce light. He laughed and threw the bottle upwards with a gesticulation I did not understand. I looked at him in surprise. He repeated the movement, a grotesque one. You do not comprehend, he said. Not I, I replied. Then you are not of the Brotherhood. How? How? You are not of the masons. Yes, yes, he, I said. Yes, yes, you, impossible, a mason, a mason, I replied. A sign, he said, a sign. This, it is this, I answered and produced a trowel from beneath the <laughs> vault. <laughs> it's really funny to read. <laughs> you jest, she exclaimed, and, I, and reco- recoiling a few places. But let us proceed to the Amontillado. So, like, he's clearly like, oh, you're clearly not a Freemason yeah. and you're just joking and, like, Montres is clearly like, no, no, I am, yeah. and just, like, tries to do something that he thinks is sort of related to Freemasonry yeah. and it just doesn't really work. I agree. So it's like, he clearly, like, wants to be seen in this way and I've read a lot of, like, stuff that kind of, like, implies that, um, you know, part, you know, obviously a big kind of theory about, like, what is the nature of this offense is is kind of like well it's just that fortunato is especially fortunate mm-hmm. and happens to be like he's a member of the freemasons he's obviously got money he's obviously you know very successful in life and Montresor doesn't feel like he has the same and he's clearly clearly not a member of the freemasons and so he is incredibly like envious of of uh, fortunato mm-hmm. and you know this is sort of like one of those moments where it, it, there, it there's there's other like implications throughout the text as well where it's sort of implied that like Montresor has sort of like lost a certain level of social standing mm-hmm. whereas fortunato has sort of gained it and mm-hmm. um, a kind of you know the scales kind of tipped from one to the other and that is the offense that uh, Fortunato deems is like like is not even necessarily like the you know that is that's the real reason like why he kills him mm-hmm. um, is because he's so like envious, which but again yeah like again like he doesn't he doesn't like he doesn't I hesitate to say that he doesn't really kill him he obviously does but like he does it in the like like I said like he does it in this way where he doesn't he's not witness to the actual death yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like, you know, there's, there's a level of like remove there where he almost doesn't want to be like responsible for, for it in some way, you know, like, yeah, it's, there's a, there's a hesitancy there. And so even though like entombing someone is like sort of like horror, like a horrible death, terrible, like it's kind of, it's, it's better for Montresor because he Yeah doesn't have to actively like deal with that. Exactly. Um the act of killing. It's sort of the you know,
0: he's ice there's I suppose there's more of a you can sort of remove he's he's able to remove himself mentally from the act, more so than like literally stabbing him in the chest. Which is a very explicit act of murder as opposed to this, which you can probably not successfully argue, but you could <laughs> definitely argue that I didn't technically kill him. Mm. I just chained him to a wall and then bricked him up.
1: Yeah, there was, no, there was no killing.
0: There was no killing blow.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no killing blow. Whatsoever. There was
0: intent, massive amounts of murderous intent.
1: Mm. But, but I think it's didn't... all, it's
0: all also down to the sort of drama of it. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of theatre, and it isn't the night of carnival as well
1: yeah yeah it is and it's interesting like the the kind of the background of carnival and also the background of this sort of this sense of divine justice that Mon- montresor sort of feels because there's one point very early in the text where he says he says a quote let me see if i can find it he says he definitely has it oh yeah so he he go he talks about like this act as being an immolation mm. which is 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 a word that means to to kill or destroy by fire, which is obviously like a very like biblical sort of image. Um, yeah. But also like to offer up like as a sacrificial victim mm-hmm. which is not really like what we see going on, but yeah. clearly like in the mind of Montresor, he really feels that this is some kind of divine sacrifice so there is there is this this element of like divine justice Mm -hmm. in in what he's doing you know
0: i agree Mm. i definitely i also think it's interesting the you know to choose immolation because of its associations with fire as well whereas there is just constant sort of commentary on how damp and dark and wet the catacombs are the vaults and also the me- he's not like burning up he's gonna rot away and he has rotted away by the time that the story is being told to us
1: yeah I guess that's another another element of sort of the irony of like what he wants to do and then what actually happens mm-hmm. um, and I think that point about like it being really like dark and damp is like quite interesting because like there's like a real emphasis on kind of like the sort of suppression of the senses in this text like he He does this, like, when Fortunato's drunk, like, they're going to find this cask of wine, like, this during, like, carnival, this time of, like, revelry and sort of confusion, like, Fortunato's dressed up, like, they're both, like, in costume, they go into this place that you can't see, and, like, I think it's described as, like, really echoey as well, so, like, the scent, like, your senses are all kind of, like i don't know sort of thrown like th- in in the same way as our uh, like uh, like our sense as the reader is of like what's going on of like what kind of like filter are we seeing this through like is this is this an accurate retelling like is he is this how hmm. he remembers it like is his memory faulty was he drunk at the time like is this y- you know like you to the point where you could question like is this just a fucking fever dream like yeah. like-, <laughs> like to to what extent If this actually happened, if this
0: actually happened exactly as Montresor is telling us and Fortunato did not sort of show like if it really did I think that there is a like many readings you could do on the nature of their relationship for why Fortunato was like oh it's cool I'll go down further and further and further and further and further into the vaults of this man who's bought this why in why in the world would they he, you know he's, he's apparently just bought this barrel of wine mm. and they've put it all the way down here mm. and th- there's no mention of sort of like you know we've got other barrels, I suppose, but like by the time we get to the massive amounts of human skeletons, like would he not be? And we know there's a reason for them being there because it's a family vault, but nonetheless, there is sort of no questioning. So is that just, is, and I think that you either can read that as like it's indicative, I suppose, of a certain closeness, mm. or Montressor is just sort of twisting the facts either as he remembers them. Or as he is wishing to sort of like portray them to us, the the hero, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the and audience. it's also,
1: it's also interesting because like like Montresor like point actively like points out kind of how this like this space is sort of affecting. Fortunato because he's kind of like like Fortunato like has this cough mm-hmm. and he keeps saying like he keeps coughing and Fortunato's like oh like we should go back like your health like it's not good for you down here like and sort of like drawing attention to the fact that, that Fortunato to some degree is being like physically affected by this this kind of uh, space which is depriving like his senses mm-hmm. um, and kind of actively like Sort of making him ill, yeah, uh, and it sort of draws attention to it, and it's sort of like, like you were saying before we started this podcast, like how um I can't I can't remember what you are saying, but it made me think of like how um it's almost like a a get out kind of like it's almost like if you're clever enough to work out what's going on, yeah, like you could get out of this, yeah, but it's almost like he's he's proving. Like, look at all he's... this accumulation of this... Uh, this
0: accumulation of this nitra. What are we calling it? Nitra? Nitra. 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 Yeah, this like, accumulation like, draws of nitra, attention to it. This is definitely making your health worse. So that's why I'm like, is this, are we supposed to glean something from their relationship there that, like, they were clearly sort of, like, friendly enough for Fortunato to be like, oh, this isn't a threat on my life. But also in the same vein, for when Mentress when is like, oh... You know, you're happy and beloved and admired and, and beautiful just like I once was. And fortunately, is just like, Ha huh, yeah.
1: Guess I he am. just doesn't notice and it's I almost like he's setting like he's it's almost like he's proving to himself, like, oh, like like you could get out of this, like, if you were smart enough and he's proving to himself that that Fortunato has to die in a way like he's proving to himself that he's not worthy of living I think he's probably
0: still actually proving to himself in the telling of it as well like 50 years later yeah like
1: he's proving himself that to himself that Fortunato is not worthy of living by giving him this 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 clause out Mm -hmm. where it's like if you were kind of aware of it like you would pick up that you're in you, massive you're amounts in massive of danger, A danger, danger yeah. and this this isn't somewhere you should be. Mm-hmm. But because you don't, you therefore like like I'm allowed to kill you because yeah. you let yourself be foolish enough to get to this place. Yeah,
0: exactly. I agree. Mm. You put it very well. <laughs> Thank
1: you. you. <laughs> well. Yeah, I yeah uh, yeah we've talked talked about monsters, account being faithful. Da, 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 da. So J- yeah, what are we on? Jamie's screaming bit. <laughs> J- Well, it's not so much a... Which kind of relates to to our discussion on sort of sensory deprivation. But, like, the way that the senses are sort of explored is interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, by my screaming bit, I just have one bullet point in my notes. that says, how is the nature of screaming, yelling, moaning tied into the approach of Fortunato's death? Because there is a bit where um, the... uh, uh, Montressor says... The earliest indication I had of this was a low moaning cry from the depth of the recess. It was not the cry of a drunken man. There was then a long and obstinate silence. And then he lays more bricks, and then he lays more bricks. The noise lasted several minutes during that, which I might hearken to it with the more satisfaction. I ceased my labours and sat down upon the bones. So he's enjoying these sort of like crying moans that Fortunato is making, so much so that he stops... um, make building the building the wall building the bricking up the wall uh, yeah, he to literally listen to builds it. a wall he like does. he doesn't
1: just like brick him
0: in he like builds the a wall and like yeah <laughs> like he's he's already so far down that like it's very sort of unlikely that or as so it appears to me that anyone's going to go down there that montres is not going to just like that has the montres will have to allow them access no he has to literally so they're not even part of the tomb. He's not even part of the tomb. He's in a separate walled-off section from the ancestral tomb. Mm. Like, he's he's sort of, but, like, nestled up against it. I think that's quite interesting. But anyway, the point I was making is that, yeah, he does this, and then after the moaning, then he begins to, a succession of loud and shrill screams bursting suddenly from the throat of the chained form seem to thrust me violently back. And this frightens Montressor to the point that he unsheathes his rapier. Um, but then he uh, he places his hand upon the solid fabric of the catacombs and feels satisfied um, that I suppose Fortunato can't, can't escape. Out, yeah. And then he replay- he replies to the yells of him who clamoured, re-echoed, I aided, I surpassed them in volume and in strength. I did this and the clamor grew still. Probably because he was fucking freaked out that's a horrible thing to do to like scream over him
1: yeah literally just two men screaming yeah like just in this like t- dark echoey place yeah like, filled with of sort of
0: like mouldy rocks and and damp
1: <laughs> yeah it's really like yeah it does it does it does do a number on the senses I think mm. like the way it sort of engages in it and the way that like he kind of builds in silence and sort of stops yeah yeah Stops to enjoy the the um sensory assault, as it were.
0: Yeah, over Fortunato, I suppose, realizing that in his in you know in a true sense that I think from the low moan, even though we get that bit later where he begins to laugh and says a very good joke indeed, I don't think he believes that he's getting out of there. Like I don't think that's indicative of him being like, oh, Mm. this is actually a joke. I think he's attempting to sort of, like, commune... I think these are throes of desperation. I think he knows from the first moan that... um, I also think the sobering effects of these noises, or it says the Fortunato having, you know, the intoxication of Fortunato having great measure worn off, but how? Like, I think... especially going to so to
1: build a fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like
0: that answer, actually. He's plying like him with alcohol. Answer. Like, because I
1: literally... applying him with alcohol as he comes down there. And then he gets out some cement. Oh, no, it says, I had scarcely laid the first tier of the masonry. Oh, okay. So he's literally, you know,
0: he's Maybe just beginning he... to build the wall. And then Fortunato is, like, sobered up. Well, I suppose, again, that's why I think the realisation that I'm going to die down here mm. is probably pretty sobering.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i guess i guess you would me.
0: it was not the cry of a drunken man
1: yeah but clearly again like again like just points to the fact that clearly still doesn't understand like why he's down there yeah like he's, he says he's gonna die but like also like maybe it's still a joke because like why is he doing this we don't know D-
0: yeah we but do you think therefore that fortunato is completely sort of ignorant as to why this is happening
1: I don't I think that's I think that is I don't know. That is that is a good question. I suppose like I don't think that Montressor wants us to believe he is if he is. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean. Like I think that I think again, like I think like a lot of a lot of the conversation that they have as he's as he's like going um as they're like going towards this this final tomb is is is, like, Montresor trying to test Fortunato to to see whether he can, you know, he he, he is smart enough to sort of realise, like, what's going on. Mm. And obviously all of those tests he kind of consistently fails.
0: Mm-hmm. We're at the and end one, the the silence at the end, because he keeps calling back to him when Montressor is calling back to Fortunato and then Fortunato is silent. I don't know if necessarily we'd count this as a test, but, like... He's hearkening in vain for reply. For, yeah, for the for the uh for yes for the love of God, which I think is pretty tied into the whole sort of like. Also, neither of us are by any means an expert on the conflicts between. Uh, the Freemasons and, and, <laughs> yeah. and Catholics are so sort of going off uh, a very general knowledge.
1: <laughs> very generalized. Very general knowledge. <laughs> Most of which, I have to admit, comes from the film National Treasure. <laughs> 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 um uh anyway, yeah. Um The silence of fortune. fortune so yeah, I, I don't I don't know whether Fortunato I, I certainly I mean, I think whatever it is, maybe he knows he's done it, but maybe he doesn't doesn't think it's as bad because we probably wouldn't either. Probably <laughs> think it's as bad as yeah. as Montresor kind of kind of does. I, d- I I don't know. It's an interesting question, like whether he's he's sort of aware of it. Um, but yeah, like I think I think the the, the sense I get about Fortunato is that. It, you know, is very concerned with, like, making sure that we understand that, like, Mon- like Fortunato is more concerned with his own vanity and, you know, his own sense of... his own sense of superiority. I... So much so that it sort of blinds him to to, to what's going on. I he- do
0: think there is also, like, an allegorical reading, I suppose, and also the, the final, like, against the new masonry, I re-erected the old rampart of bones which does kind of read as a one point to Catholicism, zero points to Freemasonry. Yeah, you know what I mean? does, like, to be fair. You know, so...
1: Yeah, I think you can can definitely read it in that way. But I think, hmm, yeah, it is... Yeah, we don't know why. The thing is, we don't know why he did it, and we don't know whether this is a faithful account. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, it's it's oh, a mystery. <laughs> at which point,
0: yeah, you've kind of got to do a reading. You've got to decide. Yeah,
1: you have to decide at some point yeah. to, uh, what you think um but i think um i was thinking i was actually i was actually realized like at one point when you when you were talking about the the bricking up with the trowel like mm. how we were talking about like he gets out a trowel like in an attempt to sort of prove that he's a freemason but i was actually thinking about it like does he do that or is that again like another test like he gets oh, out yeah. the trowel is like uh, like again like another point yeah he's, look at like, what i've got like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like oh yeah like a as, as sort of like a uh, like, why have I this down him. here? Yeah, exactly. Like, think about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what does he say again? He says, um, I can't wait, control effort for me. Um, oh, wait, there's many mention of the trial. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, because Fortunato asks for a sign and he says it is this and then produces a trial with no further kind of explanation of why, why he's done it. So I think that is a level of like. No, he's not a member of the Free Nations, and he's embarrassed by it. Yeah. But also, he kind of uses that as a sort of like because he like he's essentially
0: brandishing the weapon as well he's going to be killing. Yeah, going to be killing. But it's not because of like you said uh, like earlier because it's not something so you know explicitly. It's not such like a a weapon of murder like a knife Mm. or a a sword or like whatever because he's showing him a trowel. He's showing him the thing he's going to kill him with, but. You know, Fortunato is not aware of that.
1: Yeah. So he's just like, oh, it's, you're just joking. And yeah, I think that that's, because it's obviously like in the minds of the two characters, like the, the Freemasons are sort of like a, a kind of social authority. Like they're kind of like, is it's a desirable group to be a part of, mm-hmm. which is why Fortunato is sort of making fun of him for not being in the Freemasons. Yeah. And... Then you know he's kind of like he gets out the chair and it's sort of him saying like oh well you know you might think you're better than me but I am about to kill you yeah. <laughs> so like I am better than the Freemasons yeah. because I am a murderer. <laughs>
0: I both want to be part of the Masons but also I'm I don't even need to be part of the Masons. To brick you up. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> He's kind of saying like, oh, well, you know, it's all kind of like, it all kind of falls, falls flat in the dast- face of his intelligence. It's very
0: dastardly, isn't
1: it? It is. Very it's very dastardly. <laughs> 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 um, okay, more, more um, kind of imagery. Let's talk about the crest. This is Charlie's crest. This is Charlie's crest. Well, because I, I think it relates to a lot of like why, what, like how we think of the relationship between... Montresor and, and Fortunato, and also like the sort of the message of the story overall, which mm. is, you know, so th- th- there's a there's a point, one point where uh, he's describing his his family crest, which is, I'll get the better a, a snake biting the ankle of a foot of a boot that is crushing it, and. You know, there's obviously the Montresor family motto, which is uh, I I'm not going to even attempt to say it in Latin, but it, it basically means that nobody harms me without being punished. Yeah. So this is all relevant, obviously, but um, I think that the image of like the crest is quite interesting because you came across a lot of like uh, literature about this, which kind of was questioning like who is the snake and who is the boot
0: mm, mm. of
1: the two of them and it's sort of like at, like at different points they can they can really be either yeah and that they're sort of like in this way sort of mirror images of one another like both trying to sort of get revenge on the other for the perceived pain that is being being done to mm-hmm. to one another and yeah i think i think the idea of them as well first of all the snake obviously again like another biblical allusion which you know again relates to sort of you know the concept of like this being a divine i don't want to say intervention but like this is divine justice Mm -hmm. like this is like you know there is something more powerful what manchester wants to think that there is something more powerful than just there is something
0: impossible to prevent about this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: it's inevitable i suppose that he must be the one to to kill this man. And I think yeah, I guess yeah, the the concept of like it being inevitable, like it is like literally his family crest, it's almost like what he was born to do. You know, thinking about his family motto, you know, this is the sort of institution under which he's he's been raised presumably. But uh my point about it was sort of like the idea of being like mirror images for one another is interesting mm. because you know like we were saying earlier when you're sort of comparing them as characters like Montresor like takes a lot of time to sort of explain like why he's better than fortunato but like they're actually like very similar like mm-hmm. he's like oh his one weakness was alcohol and i knew that this was going to be the way that i would get to him because i also Drink a lot of alcohol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like all of these things where. I actually am a virtuoso,
0: whereas he is not. Yeah, He, thinks he only thinks he is. You know, <laughs> he only thinks he is because obviously Amontillado is a sherry wine. And um, Fortunato keeps being like, oh, Lucchesi, this other guy, that, um, Montressa, keeps being like, oh, I can just go and get him instead. Like, don't worry about it. And Fortunato is like, no, I want to see a Amontillado at this cask. I must see it by all the rest of it. Cause I am an expert. Because I am an expert, although he can't tell. Uh, the, he, he keeps saying Lucchese can't tell the difference between a and sherry. The joke being that Amontillado is a sherry wine. So
1: yeah. So that's another like y- another way that like Montresor is trying to convince. Clearly, us that he's a fool. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, like it's sort of like you know they're so like they're so similar in this way where they keep saying things that like. Just keep being untrue about themselves. Like he's trying so hard to prove that, like he's he's better than Fortunato, and you just like you, like he clearly isn't. Like yeah. even from his own descriptions, like they're clearly like as as vain about their own intelligence and their own superiority as as one another. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. which is why maybe like it's so it's so difficult I- for him to sort of Montresor to accept being of a kind of lower status socially yeah. than than fortunato and maybe that maybe that has something to do with because they are so similar and yeah f- like fortunato his name is fortunate like he literally just is more fortunate <laughs>
0: than Montresor. yeah um but he's down in the vaults of the man's you know the Montresor's vaults admitting that he's forgotten the arms of of the Montresor family when uh, Montressor says the Montressors I replied were a great numerous family he's not like like there is no sort of like I suppose platonic attempt to like be like ah oh, man ah he just goes I forgot your arms like yes you were I, but I've like you've sort of like fallen into obscurity so much so that I can't even remember what your arm is anymore yeah or your motto
1: so. uh, yeah at which point he brings it up and it's obviously yeah. it's obviously the snake and the boot and the the revenge Stick, yeah um <laughs> but um yeah so yeah my point was is that you know we're kind of like as we've as we've you know really labored the point you know so much of this podcast is that we as the reader don't really like know what's going on like mm-hmm. we don't know like not only do we not know like what his motives are what the offense that Fortun- fortunato caused him we also don't know who we're supposed to what role we're supposed to play in the story because um you know we're obviously being addressed directly for like Montresor, at the beginning like directs this directly to the reader as though he's like confessing this to us mm-hmm. and you know at one point he says you who so well know the nature of my soul that being the reader and it's kind of like who who is the re who is the reader meant to be in this situation like are we meant to be Kind of a character in the story that we're just not aware of, like who who is who is who is the you that he is talking to? Who who is the reader in this situation? Mm. Because I think <laughs> I think that like the the idea of Fortunatum and Montresor, and this kind of links on to just some stuff I want to say about Vice, which is sort of like you know they're so similar, they're obviously as awful as each other there's there's this sense of like divine divine justice mm. he 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 intentionally you know bricks him up rather than killing him you know immediately like as as we've said there's no there's no like smoking gun as it were mm-hmm. um and so like it's kind of you can like i th- i think like when i was thinking about like what does what could this what could this all mean mm. it's sort of like M- like Montresor and and Fortunato, they're not just like mirrors, but they're like the same person in a way. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, Fortunato is sort of like this sort of depiction of the vice that Montresor sees in himself. Like because he is he's arrogant, he's a drunk, blah, blah blah, all the rest of it. And so he he can't he can't directly kill like a part of himself. But he has to be bricked away yeah. and kind of like contained in in this way close to the family yeah 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 oh. yeah, yeah in, in yeah it, literally in the ancestral home mm. so like like yeah yeah close by <laughs> um, yeah yeah so like if if fortune like i, I just like the idea that like that Montresor like this sense that he has some kind of sense of self-awareness yeah like through using you know he's I I hesitate to say that he's using this metaphor because that implies that he's doing it intentionally, but we could read it as, like, his own sense of, like, trying to contain his own vice and trying to sort of suppress the worst parts of himself through committing this terrible act. And, like, you know, it's so it's so kind of, like, caricature... Like, it's caricaturic as well because, like, he's literally dressed as a clown. Like, he's dressed as, like, this kind of, like, this fool that he has to sort of lock away and <laughs> just like... i think
0: as well like this constant the fact that fortunato not really well never once in this tale ever sort of like attempts to not necessarily comfort but just dis i don't know disagree with any of the comments that montresor makes about the disrepair of his family name and his lack of happiness and the sort of you know he says there were mon- like quite a few montresses once and mm. the fact that fortunato not once ever sort of like challenges this opinion and then also bricking him up in the ancestral it's almost sort of like you know up there you are extremely noble but blah, blah, all the rest of it i don't think he's necessarily like how do you feel about it but i think it's personally satisfying to him i don't think he thinks that Fortunato is necessarily going to get this point. I think he thinks Fortunato is just terrified at being bricked up alive, which he mm. is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the the picture of Dorian Grey, like mm. just a, a Fortunato in the basement. Yeah. Like portrait in the attic. Like, and I think I think that's it, like, like kind of like linking back to what I was saying about like the reader. Mm. You know, there's kind of a greater point to be made there about like kind of than what uh, the message of the story, which is, you know. I think you could, you could read it as being, like, about how... Um, is it, like, a, a, a wider sort of fable for the kind of... What happens when, kind of, like, people fall prey to sort of their own pride and, like, you know, are very, like, precious about their, yeah. sense, of, their sense of vanity and their sense of pride is that it has the, these terrible consequences both for Fortunato and for Montresor in a way because you know he's kind of like well i don't know yeah. <laughs> he's clearly still not happy like, like so much
0: so that it becomes a divine law, or yeah, a law yeah, yeah. of nature or a, a, a little a literal act of rebalancing um and the way that he tries to tell it to us but the text is obviously littered with his own biases
1: yeah and so like the concept of like you who so well know my soul it's like we know his soul because we are montressor Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we are all montressor (laughs) um i think you like i I, like that's that's one reading i can i i could you could interpret it that way anyway I think. I did this last time. I said it like when I was writing about the Queen face. I was like, I am sure, like maybe you could possibly interpret it in this way. Mm-hmm. And then like proceeded to read like a million and one pieces yeah, of like, yeah, academic yeah. literature, which was like, Yeah, you can interpret it, you this can way. definitely like, it this way. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of literature is it, like picking up on exactly this. I'm sure this is not an original thought. Mm-hmm. However,
0: that's the thoughts that was we what, had.
1: That was my interpretation Them's of Them's the thoughts. That was, yeah. That, and that. I think that's a good place to end. Yep, I believe so Yeah. Well. Yep, yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously we're on a summer holiday now, so hopefully we can be a bit more consistent. Yeah, we'll get a schedule
0: together and actually start <laughs> uploading. Like Regularly. We, yeah, as we're promising we are.
1: <laughs> with the books, with a plan, at the right time. So next time... We're doing Dracula. Yep. So get reading. Blah. And let us, let us know your thoughts because we're very excited to do Dracula. I'm very excited to
0: do This Dracula. is a book club, so
1: yes, please email us. Like with, I, uh, I keep saying, yeah. damn it, guys. I know you're out there. Like, I can see the numbers of people who listen to this and I'm just like, fucking right in. Like, we want to talk to you, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so yeah, let us know what you think about well, you could let us know what you think about any of the books we've done so far, but
0: we would Dracula love to is hear. the next one. Yes.
1: Um, and hopefully we'll be back. I mean, I don't even want to, I don't even want to try, dare to predict, <laughs> like, when we'll be back. But definitely, definitely within the next two weeks. But yeah, within I'm the gonna, next two weeks. Within the next two we weeks. We will be We uploading. have actually read the book as a thing. Yep. We've already read it. So, like, we're, like, we're ready to go. We, <laughs> we just need to, like, organize recording. Yep. <laughs> yep. That'll be... <laughs> we will, and we will. Okay. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Stay spooky, as always. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Bye.